Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast, an exploration of ancient wisdom. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome. We are on episode number 56. All right. My name is Shama. I am Priyadarshini. And I am Shamali. Nice. And that is what <laughs> our voices sound like. Yeah. And Shamali used to be a ice skate, figure skater. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Competitive figure skater. Um, Asta. Uh, Shama. 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 See, I get my new name confused too. <laughs> it's okay. Shama is a comedian. Asta also, sounds like pasta. That's her stage name. Yes. And mm-hmm. I also bring up all of the food references, the cinnamon bun references. <laughs> I bring up more of the pop culture random shows. That's and, Priya talking. Yeah, this is Priya. And I also uh, got this team together. Yes. Nice. Priya is the, the, the creator, the one who birthed this, pro- <laughs> this podcast. And I the- am the producer. <laughs> yes, my I'm husband. I'm just the producer. And Ella is our social media manager Ooh. she everything that you see on social media is because of this this beautiful wizard awesome ella yeah she's just so cool thanks ella we love you i and love bella we are on chapter seven text number 26 very quick recap priyadarshini i got you so basically krishna is talking to arjuna and he's kind of like bro let me tell you all about me right (laughs) and he's talking about like the fact that he is never born he's always existing he's full of knowledge he is infallible which means he doesn't make mistakes he has all these different qualities but he's also talking about like hey there's this group of people who kind of really like me and they come towards me and then there's this group of people who really don't like me and like he's just kind of sharing all the experiences he's had he's had so it's like you're on a date and krishna's telling arjuna all about himself and his previous experiences and we got to the point where he was talking about about um like what was the last thing we were talking about he was basically saying like oh there's some people who like demigods and they don't really get me and um they don't really understand my personality he's being really vulnerable i kind of like this yeah i kind of like this side of krishna and i think (laughs) a big big thing we talked about in the previous one is Krishna's literally telling Arjuna, I am a person, no matter how much I reveal that. And I'm here talking to you on the battlefield of Kurukshetra in my personal form, still people out of their different reasons, out of their ignorance, out of their doubt, out of their ego will not be able to accept Krishna as a personal form. And you should go back if you haven't heard it, hear the previous episode. There are two modern day arguments that connect to Krishna as a person. Basically, life comes from life. But don't Uh, tell them, let them go back. Okay. Yeah. And the recap of the second one is she's gonna tell them anyway no (laughs) no because i went in more detail in the previous episode don't tell them anything so they really want to go check it out okay i'm not gonna say the second are you just go listen to it but the first one is life comes from life see now i really want to check it out i really want to check out that last episode and i left you on a cliffhanger (laughs) what will i say so the second argument nobody knows nobody (laughs) so make sure you go hear it all right anyways all right um, so we are on chapter seven text number 26 but before we get there the invocation Please, ladies. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Translation, I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual teacher opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances onto them. Nice. I was going to see if you were going to say that. <laughs> them gender neutral. I like it. Oh, so it's progressing. For some reason, this is the second time that we've said the invocation and right after my left eye is twitching. Mm. What do you think know. that means? 
I don't know. I think it's good luck. So let's just keep going. Okay, nice. cool. I'm if I were it. looking at you, nice. I would have started laughing. So I had my eyes closed. Good. That's yeah, good. That's good. That's that good. great. All right. Priyadarshini, text number 26. O Arjuna, as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Spog, I know everything that has happened in the past, all that is happening in the present, and all things that are yet to come. I also know all living entities, but me, no one knows. How badass is that last line where Krishna goes, but me, no one knows. Oh, that's so interesting that you interpreted that way. I was like sad for Krishna because he's like, me, no one knows. Oh, well, two very different interpretations. I thought it was like a very sultry, sexy line where it's like, but me, nobody knows. That's cool. I like your interpretation. I was feeling sad. Now I'm like, ah, that's funny. No, right? Well, like, but like, this is such a cool superpower, right? So yeah. Krishna's essentially saying, hey, as God, I know everything that has happened before, what is happening right now, and everything that's happening in the future. Could you imagine how crazy that superpower mm. is? That's, you know? I mean, honestly, I think part of the reason why... I am speculating a little, but part of the reason why we don't remember our past lives and we don't remember, because we understand that, you know, we've been in the cycle of birth and death for who knows how many lifetimes, right? But the reason we don't remember is because we would kind of go crazy with the, all the information, all the lives or the, all the loved ones, all the loss, all the suffering, like all the things. Yeah, yeah, who loves Vedic astrology. I go crazy just speculating about my past life. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's not beneficial anyway, right? We're here, we have this life uh, to grow, right. to evolve, to connect to our source. So we're going to kind of subconsciously remember what we need to, yes. to help us on our path, you know? Yeah, the personality that you have is everything that you need to keep moving forward in your right. path, right? Exactly, exactly. This is kind Kind of a prerequisite for being God, though. Like God would know the future. God would exactly. know the past, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, because here yeah. they're saying if he really were just like us in his personal form, then he would forget his past lives. His body would decay. He wouldn't know the past, present, or future. He, he would forget to eat breakfast. Things. He would just do yeah. things that we do because <laughs> we're silly, silly humans. But he's not a silly, silly human. He's not no. a silly, silly human at all. <laughs> right. Oh. Right. Yeah, Ma. but it is a it is a good prerequisite for God being God is to know everything that happened before and yeah. have the memory to remember all of that stuff mm-hmm. and know everything that's happening in the future. He also says what I, what I really like. He says, I also know all living entities mm-hmm. because he's in every uh, situation, in every living being's heart as yeah. the super soul. Yeah, that's yeah. really beautiful. Have you guys ever watched that documentary called Planet Earth before? I've seen little snippets because yeah, uh, yeah. Abhijit really likes it. Abhijit, are you into it? Love it. It's so interesting. Okay, so. What do you love about it? Okay, so literally, like, I was watching this, like, episode about migration, right? And the migration patterns of, oh, Abhijit's shaking his head. Yeah, I know. I'm super into migration patterns, too, right? Super hot. Okay. Fascinating so connection talking, you guys have know, there right? Um, and so they were talking about the migration patterns of, like, different, different species, right? So one was, like, birds that go south for the winter. There are some turtles that go and, like, lay their eggs eggs on the on the sand or whatnot right but like every single species has their process you know right. and like i feel like krishna like knows where everyone needs to go and they know what they need to do and there's so many random random cre- creatures that live on this earth like some like weird looking ones oh, and yeah. i'm like krishna made that like he probably <laughs> he was like giggling while he made that creature but you know what i mean like he made every single creature yeah. and that's beautiful that's such a beautiful thing right you know i like connecting what you said that every 
creature has its process. You can connect it to, in the previous episode, we talked about the different stages that you can come to know God in a personal way. At first, you might see him as the source, then the essence, then the controller, and then the person. But if it's difficult for you to get to that topmost intimate level, and for all of us, the path goes so deep. But if it's hard, know that it takes time. When a flower is trying to bloom, it doesn't rush its process. So it takes time to go deeper and deeper to develop pure love of God. That's a difficult high level thing. Mm. So not to rush it. It's something that we need to work on ourselves, cleanse our internals, develop the right mood. And all of that takes lifetimes. So if you're even listening to this podcast, you've done something mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> and so Krishna even knows where we are in our own process too. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like he knows exactly who's listening to the podcast <laughs> and who gave up after a couple episodes and like, you know, <laughs> we need to get them back. But like he knows everyone's process. He yeah. knows yeah. everyone, even if they're not even a devotee, you know, he knows every single person And I think there. that's a really cool thing about knowing the future and the present and the past and everything also because he knows everything and he can handle everything and he has, I mean, all these amazing qualities right all the qualities technically Mm -hmm. and but why i I, this is another thought process of mine the reason i think we cannot know the future fully and we cannot you know is because if we did know the future how would that affect our free will right and how you know like we need to have that free will to be able to and that's also why even though krishna knows everything he doesn't interfere unless you seek out his connection, right? Exactly. Which is like, he's waiting for you to like reach out a hand and then he's like, okay, now I'll intervene right. because you want me to intervene, but otherwise I'm going to let you do you. Yeah. And right. I know that at some point you'll find me, but I can't really get involved. I'm right. just, you know? Exactly. Because in this test of life, it's like, we can't have the cheat sheet to like, we can't reach up our hand for God just because we know it's the quote unquote right thing to do. And we know that, oh, this path will lead this way. That right. path. We have to actually deeply feel it. It's a, it, it's a, a feeling of love that we have to cultivate. It's not just, okay, if you foresaw the future, it wouldn't, it wouldn't count. It would, it, I mean, you would take it for granted. And I can give you a very silly example. Have you ever played The Sims? Yes. I yeah. used to play The Sims all the time. Okay, Okay, cool. so explain what it is. So The Sims is basically, it's, it comes from the word simulation and it's the idea that you create a little character and you get to- It's a video live. game, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a video game uh, where you get to create like the ideal life you want or whatever mm. life you want. And yeah, they, yeah. They have like, they, they need food. They, it's kind of like a little human, right? Yeah. And then they can have children and they can uh, have jobs and all these things. So right? every day after school, I would go on my computer and play Sims and like <laughs> make them have little families and whatnot. <laughs> I and like that. put a little garden. But yeah, that's so funny. I play it so, all the time. so there's cheat sheets for that game. And there's ideally, like most people, when they play The Sims, it's probably because we wanted an ideal life that we didn't have at that age. <laughs> and we're just like, you know, dream of all this. We want ideal childhood. I think so. Yeah, I think that was so. our therapy. <laughs> so, um, and even not just creating ideas that are wonderful and about lives that are unique, whatever. But basically, for everything, you need money. Just like in this material world, mm. in The Sims world, you need money. And so it's like you have to work for the money and then you have to like get promoted. It's really like life. It's like life, yeah. And it's so hard. And so I learned the cheat code and then I would make myself a millionaire. But then after I did it, I'd be like, oh, now what? Mm. Yeah. And so it's like when you cheat, when you're looking for like cheating in a, you don't get the satisfaction or the, the real like appreciation for right. the, for the way where you get to the end goal. Right? right. So like in some ways, like there's, if we saw the future and we saw, oh, well, I'll meet Krishna at that point. Would you be working towards Krishna at that oh, time? God, no. Or would you be doing whatever the heck you wanted to be like, well, I'm going to meet Krishna anyway. So why am I going to bother? True. Right. So it's like the appreciation of the process. The, actually, the process is a beautiful experience of like, Right. becoming the best best version of yourself 
house and like really getting to love Krishna, like right. like a very natural feeling that comes in your heart. And probably if you had that mentality of I'll meet him at this point, so I might as well not do anything. It'll probably delay the process even further <laughs> and like reload. We'll meet Krishna 10 years after that. Yeah. Yeah. Or 10 lifetimes after. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so real. And you know and what? For, sorry. Go ahead. Ahead. Yeah. I was just going to, about the cheat codes. It's like, it takes away the fun. If you have yeah. the cheat codes. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it, it took away the fun of the game too. Yeah. Cause it was like, Oh, now I have everything accessible to me. Now what do I do? Yeah. yeah. And so. for a second, I know you're making a different point, but it made <laughs> me think of uh, how Jim Carrey said, if everyone could only become millionaires, rich, famous actors, all those things, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Just so they realize it's not the, what, what did he say? The, the solution. The solution. To all the problems. Yeah, yeah. It, you'll still be left I think unhappy. about that quote all the time. Oh, I yeah? think it's a wonderful I really quote. think about it all the time. Cause I do have this weird, you know, we're all, human beings What's right your, i always yeah. have this like, weird dream of like being famous but then i always remember that i was like when am i when is my comedy career gonna just take off and when am i gonna do blah 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 but mm. i always think about that quote and you mentioned it a couple episodes ago too where it's like it's like mm. if everyone could be rich and famous they would understand right. that it's not the answer to but everything. maybe your intentions also are more pure because it's not like you want to become I, I don't know but you don't seem like you don't want to become famous just for the sake of being famous oh, it's like still getting to know me should I say something now I'm gonna sit here and just watch what happens that was an amazing answer That's yeah. no no but I appreciate you're like a comedian and you have an art you know you want it to like it's more pure because it's like no I, I'm passionate about this and I want my passion to build it's for not, sure but she still she also wants to be rich and famous I mean, we're all, come on guys. We're all like who human wouldn't want, beings, who right? wouldn't want the comforts of having that much money oh my God. or having that but, much access. But again, that's access, different. Yeah. Access, because access. think about it. Like I don't you, care you, about money, access. Okay, because yeah. like you get to that point and you have so much ability to help others. You have so much ability yeah, to but spread a message. That's still more pure. That's different than wanting fame in and of itself for wanting fame, right? That's but more guys, connected I also do to fart jokes. Ego. Like I don't just do like great <laughs> devotional comedy. Okay, I, I also love fart jokes. <laughs> and I want access to more <laughs> fart jokes. Okay. Right. So, so what, Priya, what you're describing, that's more the pure intention side of it, right? <laughs> Not just someone who's like, ah, I'm so cool. I'm so great. I want to be well known by the world. That's why I want fame. It's like all about me, yeah. me, me. I don't think I don't think Shama Sangeeta is self-centered or arrogant at all. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. How, how did we get on this? I don't so, know. No, because you were saying that uh, about uh, wanting fame. So I was thinking, nah, that's, I'm sure that's different. Your deep down motives, I think, are different than just someone who would want fame for wanting fame. I agree. I agree with that. Nice, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. But you're so right. See, I, I do I, know so, you better. Than you do. You, you do know me better. But it's true. Like, I think about that quote that you mentioned so often. Often. It's yeah. like, it's like, I think, and Christian knows too, like he knows our deepest desires mm. and sometimes he'll keep them from us because he, it, he knows that it'll also cause ruin for us too, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Being in those positions of fame, they actually do. Uh, it's like very hard to remember the goal. Mm. Yeah. Right. Especially at the very beginning. I think someone like Jim Carrey, who's been doing this his whole life, he's like, oh, this is just this. Yeah. You know? Yep. Uh, you know, after many years of understanding that money and fame is just part of life, it's not the goal. The goal of life. Right. Yeah. I well, think he can come to that conclusion. But I think at the very beginning, when people start becoming famous or they get recognition, it you sometimes they lose a little bit of who they originally were intending yeah. to be. Mm. 
That's a good point. And I think it also comes with a heavy burden of you totally lose your anonymity. You can't go out in whatever pajamas to the supermarket. You are always (laughs) going to be seen. Yeah, I saw this random, like, random TikTok of, like, Justin and Haley Bieber, and they were just trying to go get dinner in the Santa Monica restaurant, and they looked miserable because of the paparazzi just, just like, swarming them. You know what I mean? So, like... Everything is a double-edged sword in yeah. this life. You know what's so funny? Side note, double-edged sword, I didn't realize, like, I guess it's a testimony to our age. I said that to my eighth graders, and not, most of them hadn't heard Old. the term double-edged sword. Old. And Where I was come from? I was trying to explain to them what a double-edged sword means. I was like, you know a sword? It has two sides. Uh, it was oh, funny. No. Like, I saw a sword on TikTok you didn't one know time. that, Priya? Wait, no. I thought it meant... No. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> I thought a double-edged sword... I I thought it meant like, okay, the picture of this, okay? Okay. It's a sword. Yeah. It has a handle. Okay. On the other side of the handle, mm. it's like another sword. Oh my and God. And so like, listen, listen. <laughs> like, what? That's like Darth Vader type like stuff. A lightsaber? Yeah, like a lightsaber with two sides. So like if no. you're going to stab someone, it stabs you too. That's why I thought it was a double-edged sword. Oh my God, that's hilarious. We'll give you that. But that's <laughs> not what it... I'm so sorry. She I just so realized what, at least you never heard the phrase. I heard the phrase. I just thought it meant that it there meant. was two swords on each side. <laughs> and when you, when you try to kill someone, it kills you too. Like, <laughs> no, that Double saying X. would be, don't point the finger, pull the thumb. And it's pointing to your No head. one heard of that phrase either. Okay. <laughs> my, my, my coach uh, in ice skating, one of the coaches used to say. Wait, wait, before you move on, sorry. I just need to understand real Double quick. Double edged sorry. sword so, is. Okay. Wait, wait, let me just, let me see if I can understand. Okay, so what like, do you understand? What the heck is the point of it? If you're saying it's a double-edged <laughs> sword, like if you, if it's two sides of a sword, like right. I'm describing, then, right. you know, when you try to impale someone, you kind of hurt yourself too. Right. But if you're just saying that the sword is sharp on both sides. It has two different sides. Like, like. They're um, both sharp. So like, what's the point of the. No, but like with things that have two sides, like, okay. But I was about to describe a really deep personal thing, but let's say a lighter thing. (laughs) No, okay. A light thing of like, let's say this quality can help me in X, Y, and Z, but the other side of it, the other edge, there are different edges of a sword. The other edge of it can be my downfall in X, Y, and Z. So it doesn't mean... When you say like, oh, that's a double-edged sword, doesn't mean that like, oh, it hurts you either way. Well, well, it, it can be, bad. it can be good, good and, and bad. bad because oh. like, like any quality, it has two sides. It can be good and bad. That's a terrible phrase. I'm sorry. I, it's invented. It's okay. It's no, fine. I was not blaming <laughs> Shambly. I was just saying that's really hard to decipher if you've never heard the uh, uh, meaning. I can see true. why your little children were confused. Your students. Well, they've never <laughs> even heard, heard of it. the phrase. <laughs> I have hundreds of little children. In addition to being an ice skater. Very nice. No, I don't. I'm a teacher. Yes, I think they know that. Anyway, I sorry. Just, go on. I'm so sorry. I just no, nothing. learned that something was new today. They didn't know double-edged sword and we went on a whole tangent. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. cool. Wait, so wait. So we talked about what Christian's talking about in this verse. Is that what he is knows this podcast even about? the past, the present, and the future. Yes, yes. He knows everybody, all of entities. Mm. And then he says, but no, me, no one knows. Okay, Yes, so, we so, were at like, they interpreted it in different ways, you know, like Priya thinking, oh, poor Krishna, no one understands him. And Shama like, whoa, what a badass statement. What a mysterious badass statement. But, yeah. Okay, I think he is sad, but maybe not. You think Krishna's sad? Okay, well, listen, like, I want to hear, I want to hear okay. why. Krishna's <laughs> equipoise, so like, he's not going to be like sad, but like, he could be sad. And the reason I think he might be sad is because... He wants us to know him. He wants us to love him. 
So if no one knows him, how can they love him? But he wants us to love him for our sake because he, they say Krishna is self-satisfied. He doesn't need anything that's outside of himself. Yeah. But he's saying no one knows me and to know, like to know someone is to love someone. You said that, Shama. Yeah. Right. But that's for our benefit because when we're connected yeah. to our source, we'll be happier. So he's sad in a way for us, not because what oh, a yeah, miserable yeah. life Krishna has. Yeah. 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 yeah, oh, yeah no, that's no. Krishna, Krishna's you know, not miserable. He just like misses us a little. So yeah. you think he's like on the couch somewhere like crying that we don't <laughs> know him? No. I think in the battlefield, he's kind of like, no one knows me. But you know what? In one of the texts, there's a beautiful story of this devotee who after a long journey finally makes it back to the spiritual world, to heaven, whatever you want to call it. And when he wakes up like, okay, where am I? Krishna's there and embraces him in the biggest hug. And he's like, I've missed you so, so much. So Shaman, when you were saying, does he sit on a couch and cry about us? No. I think he goes about his day. But when he, <laughs> he finally, when we finally get up there, he is so happy to see us. And there's so many stories of these loving interactions between Krishna and his devotee. So in a way, yes, he's deeply missing us. Okay, I have, I'm going to bring it back to something we've said like many episodes ago. Yes. It's like a parent. It's yeah. like a parent when their kids goes to college or like moves on with their lives. When they visit them, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy you're here. But when they're not there, they're fine. They're like, the parent is living their lives. They're doing their everyday life, oh. but they're so happy to see their kid come back to them. So maybe like that? I like that. But okay, so my interpretation of yes, me, no one knows, is like Krishna knows He's a badass, you know, <laughs> like he knows that he's in charge of everything. He knows he controls everything in everybody. And he also knows that nobody knows the, the, the amount, the power, the prestige. Like he doesn't, he knows that nobody knows the, like to the nitty gritty, right. like all of the planets, all of the creatures, right. all of the people. You know what I mean? I think, yeah. He has the coolest secret. He has yeah. the coolest secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how <laughs> I interpreted that okay. line. But me, and no one knows. It's a sign of deep empathy because he understands our situation. We're trying to know him. We're trying to love him. But as they say in the purport, as it stated in the third verse of the chapter, out of millions and millions of men, some tried to become perfect in this human life form. And even then, out of thousands and thousands of such perfect men, quote unquote, hardly one can understand what Lord Krishna really okay. is. So it sounds like you're, Shamla, you're coming from a place of you think Krishna has empathy for us. Shams oh, no, no, Gita's no, no. I think in addition to, I think both of you are different sides to the same coin. I think it can be interpreted in both of those ways. Oh, oh I was just, and I was just trying to like add, because I think her, her thing was more, not necessarily about uh, empathy and compassion from Krishna. She was just saying Krishna just like knows what's up. He knows yeah, yeah. he has the secret. Exactly. He's very like mysterious and cool. And then like my perspective is like, oh, Krishna's like, oh dang, no one knows me. Like, and that that's, too. And and I think what you're adding to mine is that it's like coming from compassion of like, I wish they did know because of all the wonderful benefits they could have to us. One element of it. I think that's the cool thing about Krishna. He is, uh, you know how they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. All of these things we're saying, I think can simon simultaneously be true. Yeah, for sure. So cool. yeah, we won't know nice. until we meet him. There's <laughs> one last very beautiful thing in the purport. Krishna, they say, is like the sun. I and, was about to say that. Nice. Ah, very nice. And Maya is like a cloud. Maya is the, the illusory energy that covers. Krishna's so, this friend who's trying to protect him from us, like just trying to 
get right. at him because we want material stuff instead of really to get to know him. Right. So basically in the material <laughs> world, like that. we can see there's a sun and we can see also there's clouds and different planets and the clouds cover all of the sky temporarily, but the covering is only apparent to our limited vision. So the sun, moon and stars, they're not, they're still there. They're not actually covered. So similarly, Maya can't actually cover the Supreme Lord, but it's his internal potency that we've talked about that uh, he's not manifest to the the less intelligent class the of dummies the, sure but you know what Christian said it not me <laughs> no, I'm joking all of us we were uh, <laughs> bewildered at some point before like let's say in, an, in a math class we're all confused at one point before we learn in a language class we're all confused until we learn so we're all ignorant to Krishna until we learn about him so anyway I liked that he's yeah, always really there beautiful. basically Krishna's always there but sometimes we can't see him because yeah. we don't have the, the perception the perception to be able to see him yeah. Love yeah. that. All right. Shama. Chapter seven, text number <laughs> 27. 27. Oh, I was hoping I didn't get that one because I don't know how to pronounce that word. Scion. I oh, knew you were going <laughs> to. I was looking at that one waiting for it. Okay. Text number 27. Oh, Scion of Bartha. Someone Google that. Okay. You're doing great. Oh, conqueror of the foe. All living entities are born into delusion, bewildered by dualities arisen from... Desire and hate. Woo. Ooh, Very cool. Big makes, makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, let's go. So what's a scion? Anybody know? I did Google it this morning. <sighs> it was um, someone in, in, in a familial lineage, particularly from a prestigious family line. Okay. Oh, yeah? So okay. I'm pretty sure if I, my memory didn't fail me. I did. So someone related to the guy named Barta. Yeah, scion yeah. is like exactly because the, we're talking about oh, these like very descendant. prestigious families, oh, descendant. a descendant. So like, oh, descendant of Bharata. Exactly, yeah, and, okay. and these were very prestigious families. They were families that governed the earth at that time. Yeah. So, descendant of Bharata. And another nickname. I wish you called me this more. Oh, conqueror of the foe. <laughs> right. <laughs> so these are really beautiful nicknames for a so, oh, conqueror of the foe, meaning like of the who can who conquers the enemy. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. And then so Krishna goes, all living entities are born into delusion. Fair. Bewildered by dualities arisen from desire and hate. So we've talked a lot about desire, right? Oh, I was going to go to the line right before just and say like, all living entities are born into delusion. So like, is that being like literally said? Like, it's like, okay, like babies (laughs) are born and they're like, "Ah!" <laughs> like, like, are we yeah, talking about? Yeah, like it's metaphorically <laughs> and figuratively. Yeah, literally. You know what they kind of say? Like, when you're in the womb, uh, you remember Krishna. You remember our predicaments, past, past lives. But when we're born, that's such a painful experience that you kind of like. It, it's you all forget. erased. It starts forgetting. You forget everything. But it's not all the way forgotten because I know that until age five, like you're considered mm-hmm. like not even accruing karma. Yeah. So like. You, you don't get any bad karma or good karma until you are age five. What? And they say a lot of children before the age of five, and this is not Bhagavad Gita. They say a lot of children eight before age of five still remember their past lives. Oh, that's yeah. true. Still, that's like true. all of that. So. I mean, there's so <clears throat> many actual scientific studies out there that are starting to research past lives and how children specifically remember those past yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah. And Wild. then there's like researchers who actually like a child will say like who they were, where yeah, they yeah, were yeah. from. Like, and they'll go back to that time in history and they'll look for that yeah 
person. All the details will be correct. Like actually, cool. I'm going to look at, there's a book that next episode I'll bring up, but there's a book of like hundreds of, a whole compilation of children who had these experiences of past lives. There's not even just books. There's like BuzzFeed articles about people. <laughs> the like, TikToks. Let's break it down for the people, okay? Let's give them access to the resources that are available. Oh, so I love that line. Not only books, but there's even BuzzFeed about it. Forget Buzz the books. Articles. Trash. Yeah, unreliable. So there's BuzzFeed articles where, where where parents actually talk about how what their cr- crazy kids have said to them. Oh, yeah. And there's like their kid was like, I was born in Canterbury Street and I mm-hmm. died in that fire and that in that castle. <laughs> and that, that voice. Well, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine how creepy that kid was? So I was from Canterbury. And so basically, they, and yeah. they go research that there was a fire in Canterbury in that castle. And there was a guy named George right. that died. Yeah. And he was like, my name was and George. Then, and then he'll be like, my best friend's name was Sergeant Giuseppe. Giuseppe. And then they find Sergeant Giuseppe. And, so and they'll be like, and I have these feelings of burning in a fire. And him and Giuseppe were, they died in a fire. I know. I know it's it's so cool. the craziest thing. You know what? Articles, my cousin yeah. Laura. So my dad has a sister who has four children. Laura. One, two, three. Laura. Four. Yes, for Laura. Laura. So, Laura, as a child, always had these dreams that she, she was in a yellow plane and the yellow plane was falling and she would die. And was it, did it go on fire? I need to find, I need to call my cousin Alina and hear more details. Anyway, yeah, so, I just got to say real quick, uh, I've never heard you sound so Hispanic. A Laura. <laughs> Alina. Mi prima Laura. Laura. Mi, mi tia Alina. Yes. No, but I'm just saying, well, yes, speaking yes, English, yes. it was just kind of funny. Cool. Yes, because those names, yes, I'll say So she them. talked about a yellow so, plane. Yellow plane crashing, burning. And she had these recurring nightmares. And you know what? She didn't know at the time, but later on, uh, her mom, my uh, aunt, told her, Alina would told her that, uh, who was it? Her grandfather died in one of the big wars and his plane was this small yellow plane that oh Laura kept God. having in her dreams. And oh Laura wow. didn't know that Laura. at the time. <laughs> Laura. That's crazy. Yeah, That's yeah. wild. It's very wild. And, and you Laura know, might have been Laudo in her past life. Who knows? <laughs> and I think something runs in the family because her, her brother, Neil, my other cousin, he used to have kind of like these uh, dreams, of pr- these premonitions of something that was premonition right no foreseeing kind of like events that was that were about to happen and he predicted like one of the i need to ask him one of the big tsunamis that was about to happen before it did what? he had these nightmares about it happening oh, i've wow. had some experiences in the past so at that time then alina called up my uh, her brother my dad saying like this is happening to my children so watch out with yours let's That's see what happens wow. there so i went through a phase that actually oh shama you'll love this because you love uh, astrology and um in one of the astrology charts that my dad my parents did when i was one years old it said that she's going to go, Shamali will go through a phase where her parents won't understand her or what she's seeing and feeling. And that was a phase that I call it my mystical phase. I had just, it was December, 2017. I, without going into the tangent, I did start experiencing things and my parents didn't know what I was Are talking you a about. Magician? What do you mean? What you magician? Things. Rabbits out of hats. What happened? Hey, you know what? Actually, we can talk about this on another chapter because there is like the ability to, there's so many abilities you can gain in this yeah. material world that are like, seeing things levitating like all these things that you think are like fake those things actually are acquirable but don't yeah. you want to know what Shamali's magician no but you know what this will be like just like we wanted to hook them for the past episode okay, this fine. might hook them for the future okay fine 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 I love that Bye. pay attention Bye. to see Shamali's like, like oh my god I, I want to see Shamali's sorcery okay? we'll have a girls night out and we'll talk all <laughs> okay, about it don't good. worry okay, okay so you're born into delusion right until the age of five <laughs> right? you gotta, you gotta kind of go back into what we're talking about with a smoother transition <laughs> sorry, sorry. 
She's like, he's calling people bewildered, deluded, and minute intelligence. They are dumb, dumb, dumb. So basically, wait, Priya, what you were saying was that children up until five years old don't accrue any karma, which yeah. I found very fascinating. Yeah, it's very really cool. cool. So um, you could do whatever you want up until the age of five. Well, I mean, no, I don't think get that, any bad karma. I don't think that is that. What? No, that that's Ooh, how it works. Yeah, pyromaniac. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, you're Where are we in the purport? I'm lost. You're okay. fine. <laughs> let's let's recap here. We were just talking about the line where it says. All living entities are born into delusion. And right. we were talking about so, how yeah, essentially from, from birth to very young, pretty much until five, you're, you're considered uh, to be really um, pious. Yeah. And, and kind of, and, yeah. and also you're, I Karma free. <laughs> yeah, well, this all started because I was saying my interpretation oh of delusion is like finish a when you're born. Here. Finish the sentence. No, no, it wasn't your fault. It was this one. This one was mine. <laughs> that, that's Shama Sangeeta speaking, not Shamali, who you might think are the same person. We are not. Go ahead. Oh, my God. Um, no, no, no. It's just uh, we're all uh, living entities born into delusion because we are born into not really knowing what our purpose is, yeah. understanding our what's going on. goal of life, what's happening. Right. I mean, when you're young, you really don't understand and as you get older, you start to kind of ask all these questions and then you, you get to the point where you're listening to this podcast, right? But um, as the perfection of life, you hear modern yogi podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, but, we're, but we'll, can we go on to the next one? Are you ready for the next one? Uh, if Shamli, you want to add something to this? No, I just played off of what you said. Oh, okay. So uh, sorry the perfection about that. of your life. So we're go born on. into delusion and we're b- bewildered by dualities arisen from two things so what is confusing to us as soon as that we're as soon as we're born are two main things that Krishna's talking about here desire and hate Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so desire i can understand as a child right like you want milk you want sustenance you want someone to change you feed you got it even if it's not child it's like adults like i want it i want to be famous or i want uh, um, food want cinnamon rolls want whatever it might be accolades everything right well we've talked about this ages ago where we talked about in different words, attachment and aversion. And we talked about wanting to be equal minded in that equilibrium state of mind, because really wanting something is not great, but also really hating something or being Mm. averse to it. It's kind of like that story I might've mentioned ages ago of the, the two monks who were kind of like in the ashram of the, the learning phase of life. And they were, they were in front of a river and a woman was trying to cross Cross, and it was like very high tide currents, whatever. So one of them picked her up, carried her over the river, dropped her off on the other side. And the two boys kept walking and they finally got miles away to their ashram. And the other one that didn't pick up the woman turned around and said, I can't believe you touched a woman. And the other one turns to him and says, Oh, because they're supposed to be celibate. And they're also supposed to be like, you know, in that stage of life, they're, they're kind of like, they're supposed to be focusing everything onto just learning. It's the student phase of life. So the other one said that. And then the one that picked the woman up turned to him and said, well, I left the woman ages ago at the other side of the river while you carried her in your mind this entire time. Mm -hmm. So our thoughts really affect us. So if you really like hate something, that that's a different side of attachment because they're both the sides of the dual sides of attachment, aversion, desire, hate. We want to be in the middle equipoise with a, um, yeah, equal mindset. I thought this meant, and so that's really good. That's, I, I understand what you're trying to say as a practical, uh, takeaway for like what we want to do in our lives. When I was reading this, this text, I thought it meant like people come into this material world, either desiring to be God or kind of hating God for, well, I think that's an example of it, right? I mean, I don't, I was wondering like where, 
I think that's uh, what well, that meaning of, the of it, right? Because like thing. the lesson, the lesson can be, of course, to not be um, on either side of the spectrum and have such strong, right. you know, well, the emotions. Well, the a few examples because it says such deluded <clears throat> persons symptomatically dwell in dualities. Everything in this world is a duality. Mm-hmm. Dishonor and honor, misery and happiness, woman and man, good and bad, pleasure and pain, etc. This way of thinking. This is my wife, my okay. house, my wife, my wife. <laughs> I'm the master of this house. I'm the husband of this wife. These are all the dualities of delusion because ah, okay. we, we get so attached. This doesn't mean that, yeah, in this life, this is your house. This is your husband or wife or whatever but these aren't our eternal positions so gotcha. so that's delusion is when you think of these temporary dualities as your end all be all you and know and they bewilder you when you allow them exactly. to bewilder you like it's like oh um oh well Oh, I don't know if I should say this, but okay, I'm going to say it anyways. Um, Like, oh, like women should just be women and men should just be men. Like when you're so caught up in that duality that there's hate and and all of this versus just being like, we're souls. Or like when you're like, you know, um, all of these dualities, right? Like, And you know what's one interesting duality, unless you had something. No, no, no. I was trying to figure out examples. So go ahead. Yeah. One interesting duality that they point out is pleasure and pain because we get so caught up in having feelings about pleasure and feelings about pain because, Mm. you know, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Oh, I love that. Mm. Yeah. I remember ages ago, my dad telling me that many people have said it before. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. So we have these attached feelings towards the dualities of life and we get consumed by them. And I remember early on reading a sports psychology book in preparation for my ice skating, talking about that pain and how like this woman had gone on, I don't know, some retreat in a monastery in India and she was discomfort, like uncomfortable. The sun's too hot. This is too this, too that. And she looked over and the monk that she was uh, following, he was totally equipoised and peaceful. Didn't mean he probably didn't notice. Yeah, the sun, the heat, the thorns, whatever. He just starts detaching himself. And we've said before that the more you can put a gap between... um, stimulus Stimulus. and response that's the space where you'll be able to focus on the connection with the divine without being so caught up on all the dualities of this world you know that's beautiful no that's really really nice and it works with all the different dualities that are are shown here in the Bhagavad Gita because like good or bad when people get caught up in these things there's judgment there's Mm. all of the things that come when you get really invested in the duality of these things bewildered by them rather than giving that space to be like good bad who's to say exactly Mm. even when you get too invested in this bodily form that we have, right? Mm. Where like, I'm black, I'm Filipino, I'm Jewish, I'm this. That can also cause so much hate for someone else that's not, that doesn't look like you, right? Right. I feel like because of just the world that we live in, whether it's Kalyu or whether it's capitalism, it's like, People make money off of this this hate that yeah. we that, and and conjuring this hate. There's this documentary that I was watching, just on like the nature of Facebook and Instagram and how they're the the platform actually serves up things that you already believe in, right? right. So mm-hmm. if you're a Republican, it'll show you things that are more Republican and more left centered yeah. and like and actually conjure up this feeling of disdain towards anything else that is not what you believe and in. And that's right? like with Google searches or anything. The search Everything. engine yeah. right? tries to to 
allow you to tap into more and more. It's like self-fulfilling, self-serving bias or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And so we get into this, like this clickbait and like people make money off of us hating on people because of their, their, their physical form or their identity Mm -hmm. or what, what ideology they believe in. differences in general. And essentially these are things that more and more control us and trap us. Because it says when one is diluted into separation from this pure knowledge, because he like, here's pure knowledge. And then way below that is all the dualities that we're kind of getting yeah, caught up because that, that like you pure knowledge is like what we're doing now right, right. like we're, we're trying to understand krishna's words but then yeah. what's the bottom part it's right. like this like false identification obstacles with, yeah distractions the, all the stuff that we think that we are that we think we're democrat we think we're republican yeah. we think we're this and this and this and it's like this like lower level of like i wouldn't even right. say knowledge but it's like this this false identification with something yeah. that's not even real right so when we're deluded into that um by the dualities of this life rather than tapping into that pure knowledge then it says in the purple we become controlled by this illusory energy and we cannot possibly understand yeah. the supreme understand oh, our source i yep. totally see that that's that's so real which is kind of why our philosophy starts with understanding that we're not this body yes yeah. that's why that's huge right Christian was harping on it for like multiple chapters right. <laughs> you know because if you understand that you understand like it's not about people's like we were saying race or skin color religions religions anything it's not we're just the soul yeah and i've said before uh how in my school there's a quote silence is the language of god because in those moments of silence where you're really able to tune out all the dualities all the desires the aversions the discomforts you're able to really connect and actually something i did last night which is a nice little practice to do right before you go to bed in those moments of silence where the world is asleep you can try to really close your eyes steady your mind and try to connect with your source to talk to him in any way that feels natural Mm -hmm. to you and maybe over time you start feeling a little bit of a presence a little bit of a reciprocation which is totally real and when you feel it it's so magical oh i love that i want to do that tonight (laughs) so everyone listening do that tonight i love it all right anything else ladies on this All right, we will be back (laughs) next episode with chapter seven, text number 28. Thank you for listening. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Hello, beautiful souls. If you like what you're hearing, please follow us on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast. And if you love what you're hearing, please make sure to share a link to our podcast at Modern Yogi Podcast with all your friends, families, and long lost cousins. And if you have any questions at all, send us a DM on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast and we'll be sure to get back to you. Thank you for listening to The, the Modern, Modern Yogi. Yogi.